Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. Which you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We had a lot of fun and we have a lot of fun, but it's very serious business. November 3rd and before, depending on whether or not you have those fake ballots or whatever, be careful with that. I mean, that thing is going to be one of the great catastrophes. What a mess. And they want it to be a mess. They know it's no good. I think it's 11 different races. It's been, they can't even, when they have small races, they can't account. People steal the ballots. People don't get the ballots. They don't send them to a Republican area or maybe a Democrat area, whatever. It's still wrong, but it happens to be Republican, unfortunately. But they don't send them out. Then they harvest them, which they're not allowed to do. They have in Nevada, the governor said, he signed an order that they don't have to sign. We need no, no signature verification. Oh, that's great. Because they couldn't get people to sign. So they said, we'll just send them in. Don't worry about it. This is a real affront to our democracy. This is a horrible thing that's going on. And the Democrats know it. And that, you know, they, they say, well, he's not for our great heritage. He is fighting our vote. No, I'm not fighting our vote. You have ballots that you go out and you can get, you can request, as you know, you can request them, and that's fine. But if you're not requesting them, when you get millions of ballots, 80 million, they say, all over the United States, where the hell are they going? Who's sending them? Who's getting them? Who's sending them back? What's happening with the transportation? Who's guarding the lockboxes? They know it's a fraud waiting. This is going to be a barrage. They're going to converge on those three forces in the courts constantly, right? Non-stop media and also in the streets. And this is what you have to understand. They are prepared to strip away, strip away any rule of law, anything this republic has stood for in order to win this. I want to read you something today in, in New York. I don't know if you guys, anybody see the Jeffrey Tubin article? Have you seen it yet? Get home tonight. I know most of you guys have canceled your subscription to the New Yorker. You've got to hear this quote, though. It's a great story. It talks about what's going to happen after the election, about, about legally, what they're doing. They go back to the 2000 election, right? They talk about Gore right before, um, right before the Electoral College. He, he conceded. And they said, hey, today's Democratic Party is not the Democratic Party of 2000. They're not, we're, not, we're not as institutionally interested, but we ideologically aligned, right? And I give up. Here's the quote. There is zero chance that anybody in the party is going to say, for the good of the country, that we should settle this matter and now give in and we'll win this in four years. No one thinks another four years of Trump is survivable. The campaign believes that this is an existential battle. Let me just repeat the last. No one thinks 
that another four years of Trump is survivable. And the campaign believes that this is an existential battle. Live from uh, New York City and Washington, D.C., in fact, multiple areas of New York City. You're in the war room. It's uh, Tuesday, the 22nd of September, the year of our Lord, uh, 2020. I think we've got, what, uh, 40, uh, somebody help me out here, 41 and a wake up to, uh, to a, a, the first signpost. That's Election Day. Game Day, the Democrats understand that they've caused mass hysteria among their low-information voters. 69% of them do not want to turn up to vote. They want to vote through some other, through some other methodology, Western Union, carrier pigeon, mail, whatever. They'll, they'll make it up as they go along. President Trump throwing down a date yesterday on the Chinese Communist Party, but particularly on the Democrats' plan to steal 2020 because they can't win on game day. Yesterday that uh, you saw uh, the uh, side shot of me uh, on the kickoff of the national tour. I want to thank the John Frederick Radio Network, uh, Real America's Voice, Channel two, uh, Dish Channel two nineteen, also in Chicago on Comcast Channel one thirteen, uh, also obviously Newsmax TV. Chris Reddy and the team, G News, G Media. Really want to thank Luda, the great, uh, the great uh, commentator and news uh, anchor uh, for China's uh, live stream, uh, G News and GTV. He was there last night. Tens of millions of people watching it live uh, in China and seeing how we have to fight for this democracy. Uh, now on our podcast this is episode 399, now closing in on 15 million downloads, and we're everywhere. Uh, we want to hear your voice today, hashtag war and pandemic, and in the live stream, it's absolutely crazy. But I want to go back to my two colleagues, Raheem Kassam and Jack Maxey. Raheem opens, he's the opening act for the uh, for the tour. Last night, he got him fired up, did an amazing job. I also want to thank Vish Burra. I want to thank the oldest uh, Republican club, I guess, Young Republicans Club in the country, founded in, in 1911 uh, as a counter to kind of Teddy Roosevelt and the progressives. Uh, these are hardcore, hardcore, uh, and talk about multi-ethnic, multinational from every country in the world. It was just amazing. And they kind of gamed the system, did a very smart job. It was outdoors yesterday. It was actually on a balcony, a terrace, overlooking St. Patrick's Cathedral in Rockefeller Center, the traditional old uh, Republican Women's National Club, just in a space. I want to thank John Fergus for his broadcasting live there. He was again this morning. I was on his show. Uh, Raheem, I want to toss it to you for your thoughts on the plan and the plot to steal 2020 and yesterday's kickoff of the national tour. Technology, some technology problems. Jack Maxey, can you hear me in the war room? Or I'm just going to go on and keep. I'm going to keep grabbing this mic and just do my thing. I, I Tell can, us about your I, thoughts on the kickoff of the. I can hear you great, and I think that what's happening, Steve, is they're losing control of the narrative. I've been watching Herschel Walker's comments. He's been all over his social media. He's been on the news, and when you have Herschel Walker explaining to the American people the Act Blue scam and the Chinese connection to it and how the Democratic Party is gaming the system, you know that they have a serious, serious problem, in my opinion. Yeah, here's the thing, by the way, Raheem is shifting locations. His secret location was found. He's shifting to another location. We're going to get Raheem's voice on here. I want to thank Vish Burra, uh, who's our producer here on the uh, on the War Room, did an amazing job. He's vice president of the club. The club is, uh, here's the reason we want to kick off in New York City. New York City is the railhead of kind of culture and thought in the country. If you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. This club is a bunch of young fire breathers. These are not 
country club Republicans at all. They come from all the uh, boroughs. They are immigrants. Uh, they're multi-ethnic, multi-religion. It's kind of the new Republican Party that populism and economic nationalism bring up. And here's even better. They're looking for a fight. Okay, they're not going to back down on this. Donald J. Trump, and this is what happened. The mass hysteria created by the Democratic Party and the mainstream media about the pandemic. Look, we've been all over this pandemic since January. We have forgotten more than the mainstream media uh, knows. We brought up all the terms, the concepts, the process back in January, followed all the way through. And we have a divergence of opinion in the war room and among our audience, which is great. Some people think it's a total hoax. Other people think it's a biological weapon from... uh, from the Chinese Communist Party is going to destroy the world. But we provide balanced uh, content. That's why our audience doesn't have a problem with going to vote on Election Day. You know why? They understand how to mitigate risk because we talk about that. Jack Maxey talks about it all the time. Okay? Here's the problem. The Democratic Party has traumatized their base. 69% of Democrats in polls don't want to go to the polls to vote. They want to vote through some other uh, methodology. And this is what President Trump said in his opening in Dayton, up to 80 million, 80 million votes. Put that in perspective, 132 million people, I think it was, voted in 2016. There's some estimates of 140, 140 million or plus could vote this year. But you've got all these kind of, uh, you know, uh, courts. The lawfare part's already started. You've got guys say, oh, yeah, we count up to two weeks. So you don't have to have a postmark. We don't have to have legibility. Uh, let's have some drop boxes. Like John Furrier said, why do you need a drop box? If you request a ballot, comes to your your home, fill it up, sign it, put it in your mailbox, and the mailman will pick it up the next day. No, no. They need a drop box. So they need ballot harvesting. All these all these interest groups are going to be running around, and they're going to be voting by the pallet. Remember, go back to 16. We won by, what, 10,000 or so in Michigan and Wisconsin each, 42,000 in uh in, uh, in Pennsylvania. You don't think that they can sit there counting up to two weeks and come up with those number of votes? Remember, the guy that's running this for Perkins Coy, the law firm for the Democratic Party in this, is the guy that was one of the head guys, and they've got the head guys, that stole that stole the vote from Norrin Coleman uh, in Minnesota. So, but remember, they kept voting until they got up 300 and, uh, and some ahead. So the key thing at 2000, and this is why I read that quote from the Jeffrey Tubin article, they have, they're, they're a different Democratic Party, okay? Hillary Clinton, what did she say? Under no circumstances is Joe Biden to concede. They want to keep counting of these phony ballots, and, and, and these uh, v- ballots are coming in by the pound. They want to keep voting until they get a win, and then they'll go along with the Electoral College. If they don't do that, they're just going to blow through the safe harbor on the 8th of December, blow through the Electoral College on the 14th, and kick it to Nancy Pelosi's house on who she seats, who she seats as the uh, as the state delegations, because it will come down to a vote of state delegations in the House and senators in the Senate. This is why they put, they've overplayed, in their arrogance, they've overplayed their hand again. We need a Supreme Court justice tomorrow morning. The president should, uh, should I think, name glorious ACB, Right, Amy uh, Coney uh, Barrett tomorrow. They should have Grassley should have the first committee hearing on Thursday. Should work through the weekend. The Senate they should vote it at a committee over the weekend. Senate should start debating on Monday. They should call a vote Wednesday or Thursday. Let's get it done. Let's get her on the court. And here's why: We need as 60 minutes in it. The other night you need a you need a nine man Supreme Court now because the left wing crazed Democrats understand they can't beat Trump on game day are in the courts, there are already 200 suits 
many of these are going to go to the Supreme Court. That's why you need a nine-man uh, a nine-man uh, jurisdiction right now. You need a nine-man uh, panel. Uh, Jack, want to go back to you for a second? We've got a couple minutes left. But I want to hear from hashtag War and Pandemic. You're changing the world again. We're going to expose the National Pulse doing a fabulous job of the CCP's backing of many of these front groups. Uh, sources backing of many of these front groups. You know, don't think these are just all American people that are saying, oh, yeah, we don't like Trump's policies. No, they're out to destroy Trump any way possible. You saw the DA yesterday saying they want to take Trump to, to court and they want to throw him in prison for tax evasion and tax, you know, tax fraud, all this. They're coming at it from lawfare. They're coming at it from mobs in the streets. They're going to come at it from this digital army they've got of these oligarchs. Uh, in Silicon Valley that hate Trump, detest him, want to remove him from office. So uh, you've got a color revolution that's taking place right right before your eyes. And we're here to expose it. We kicked off a national tour last night. If you're in hashtag pandemic or the live stream, you've got a group that wants to hear it, we're going to be doing five-a-days, right? Three in the evening. I can do a couple more during the day. We'll break this down to a 30-minute 30 uh, minute talk. You'll have all kind of details about what you need to do to combat this. One of the most important times, if not the most important time in American history is upon us. Jack, we're trying to get uh, Raheem booted back up uh, in another location. Is Raheem back on yet? Raheem, if you're on, jump in here. we got a couple minutes left in this segment. Yeah, I'm here. I'm a bit dark, I think. Uh, but I think it was just such an incredible event last night, Steve. Just a really important kickoff to the whole um, Stop the Steal um, tour. And, you know, I said at the beginning of it, I said, look, there's a plot against the president, but it's a plot against the people, right? It's a plot against the Constitution. You heard from Don Lemon last night very clearly. Stack the courts, um, uh, you know, uh, abolish the electoral college. Even Chris Cuomo was pushing back at him, saying, ah, "I don't know if you, you know, if you can do that. I don't know if the country wants that." And Don Lemon shrugs his shoulders. He says, "I don't care. That's that's exactly what we need to do." For them, it's power. I'm in a hundred percent agree. No, this is why they. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, uh, let's take it. We got less than a minute. We're gonna go hashtag war and pandemic. We have to hear from you. Have to hear from the live stream. Want some comments? We're gonna cold open with Don Lemon when we get back in the next segment. Uh, this is the most important thing that's happening in American history right now. You guys have been cutting edge on the impeachment. You've been cutting edge on the pandemic. Now you're cutting edge on the plot to steal 2020. We're not gonna let it happen. Donald J. Trump's gonna win on game day. That is not going to get reversed by a illegitimate, unelected uh, regime junta headed up by the uh, cipher uh, Joe Biden. We're going to return Jack Max with the World Women's Foundation War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The left has forced the country into this situation. And now, I think the biggest argument why we ought to basically have a Supreme Court justice before the session meets is... Already, you see in Pennsylvania, you see in Michigan, you see 60 Minutes last night. How did 60 Minutes finish last night? With a, with a, oh, you don't have to have a postmark on it. You don't have to have a legible postmark. And for three days later, we can count them. They count. Oh yeah, we'll have drop boxes everywhere. Oh yeah, we're going to have all these groups, ballot hours. They're going to go around to the neighborhoods and get them by the pound or by the pallet, right? 
And of course, they're doing it in Philadelphia, a city known for the great election law that they have, right? And the enforcement of it. They never mention that. But how do they end that? How do they end the 60-minute uh, piece last night? These are going to go to the Supreme Court. We can't have a four-to-four court because of what they've done. It's their lawfare. It's their 200 suits that are going to force us. We have to have another justice. And Justice Ginsburg herself could have been confirmed twice between now and the end of the year with time to spare. The Senate has more than sufficient time to process a nomination. History and precedent make that perfectly clear. Can you say Raheem? No matter what happens, everybody sticks to We're going to have team. to blow up the entire system. And you know what we're going to have to do? No, I don't know about you know that. what we're going to Yes, yeah. what you're going to have to do? You just got to Honestly, from what your closing argument is, you're going to have to get rid of the Electoral College. Because the people... I don't see it. Uh, because the, the minority in this country decides who the judges are, and they decide who the president is. is well, you that, need a is constitutional amendment to do that. And if Democrats... If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts... And they can do that amendment, and they can get it passed. Well, you that's need two-thirds vote in the Congress and three-quarters of the state legislature. They may be able to do that. Maybe. I'm not sure Don Lemon actually knows what a constitutional amendment uh, takes. He says, stack the courts, and then you can do that. No, you can't do that. And Don Lemon there talking about uh, uh, smashing the system, right? This is, this is their game plan now. And here's the thing. And I have I have a lot of inside scoop on this gentleman and to the audience that we're going to be we're going to be dropping a lot uh, over the next couple of days on the National Pulse. Uh, you know, I'm talking to the transition integrity people now uh, almost every day. And, and, you know, while we maintain everything is everything is off the record, I can tell you that these guys got rumbled. OK, that's that's what happened. The plan got rumbled. We figured it out early and the uh, right could, could start effectively attacking on those points. Now they're trying to figure out other ways. That's why you're seeing the firestorm. It's why you're seeing the whipping up of resentment, of, of, of riots, all of this stuff that they intend uh, to throw down in the next couple of weeks. It's all there. It's all planned out. It's all laid out. But once again, when you look at the Supreme Court, uh, a spanner thrown into their works and Mitt Romney doing it again this morning. Uh, Mitt Romney doing the first good thing he's done in a very long time, telling the world that he does intend to see through the constitutional process, the correct constitutional process, as far as it pertains to the Supreme Court vacancy. That is Mitt Romney saying just this morning that he will, he will undergo that process. He will have a, uh, a vote on the nominee. This is this goes to this Don Lemon clip is very, very important. I think it's illustrative of something that we've seen. It is the Don Lemons of the world that traumatized their base, traumatized the base of the Democratic Party uh, with uh, all this uh, unscientific, undata-based uh, reporting day in and day out. It traumatized them. That's why 60% of Democrats don't want to vote on an election day. They want to vote through some other methodology. They're traumatized by the likes of Don Lemon. You see not just his immaturity. You see his lack of really under any understanding of how the, our system works, right? And he's just this kind of, uh, it's just this kind of dismissive, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do, we're going to pack the courts. That's the mailed fist that's coming right for your face, okay? So this is why people have to stand up. I'm glad to see Mitt Romney. We need to get a new justice on there. They're just going to have to embrace the suck. That's the Constitution. Remember, 
the Merrick Garland's not on the Supreme Court because the progressive left was too arrogant to fight for it. They wanted a more progressive judge, and they were going to wait till President Hillary Clinton could appoint it. Uh, Ginsburg didn't drop off the court because she thought Obama picked two moderate They wanted to wait for President Hillary Clinton to have two picks in her first year. She was going to sit through that next session that started in October of 2016 and went into June of 17. Then she was going to step down. Guess what? Donald J. Trump blew up their plans. So, Raheem, i got to tell you, you're seeing it right now. And the reason that we're able to blow this up, we're making these people famous, right? These people want to hide under the cover at night. We're going to make all of them famous about what they're trying to do. And what they're trying to do is steal an election from a president of the United States. It's not going to happen. We're going to fight every day. We kicked off the national tour at a great uh, Young Republican Club in New York last night. A bunch of fire breathers. And here's what was great. They, they, they did everything according to the system. We were actually able to have it because it was essentially outdoors on this terrace. But here's the good news for people throughout the country. You have young Republicans, people under 30, 35 years old. They're fighters. They're prepared to go anywhere in the country they're needed to fight this, whether it's legally, whether it's volunteering to be an election official, whether it's to be poll watchers. Right now, we've got to have 20,000 poll watchers in Philadelphia because they're going to be voting by the pallet down there if we don't keep an eye on things. Raheem, Jack, back to you guys. Yeah, I have one thing about yeah, this. Jack. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, I have one ahead, thing Jack, that I want, I want to say about this whole Supreme Court nomination. I think it can be done a lot more easily than what they're saying. I think if we pick somebody from one of the district courts who has already gone through the vetting process with this Senate giving the opportunity to sitting Democrats and sitting Republicans to have their issues heard. We know what the vote is going to be. It's going to be along party lines. I don't see why we have to go through this nonsense process of having additional hearings when we've already got some several uh, people who could just be nominated and voted on that day i don't see any reason to play this out any longer than it needs to be all we're doing is giving the uh, democrats more opportunity to bitch and also, well, i think it's also i think it's also appellate courts too here's what i would do is is make sure look let's go through the judiciary committee i don't know having fairness is not a problem you've seen these these judges already and i think it's got to be a judge it's got to be somebody I agree with you the federal district court or an appellate court that's gone through a vetting process here recently. That's why, look, I think Glorious ACB, as Terry Schilling, executive director over the American Principal Projects, calls her, to me is the prime choice, prime pick. She was already locked and loaded as the cover bid during Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, she's been vetted. She, you know, she just got uh, confirmed by the Senate a couple of years ago. Uh, I think the Judiciary Committee ought to do it, but it ought to just go through and let's just vote this thing through and get on with it, right? It's the left that forced this. It's their lawfare on these election laws, 200 suits. They got Perkins Coy. They're bragging about their war room. They got, uh, they got Eric Holder's running it. He's got former solicitor generals, former U.S. attorneys. They got the entire left-wing apparatus of the, of the Department of Justice backing them up, right? So this is game on. Hey, you want to play this? Let's vote it through. It's time for us to play Smash Mouth. Right. You just can't sit there. These Democrats are actually, look at Don Lemon. They don't care about the Constitution. They're just going to want to do what they're going to do. OK, if you want to save your country, now's the time to step up and to save it because they understand Bloomberg's hundred million dollars is a panic move because he understands Donald J. Trump's going to win the only vote that matters. That's the game day vote on, on November 3rd of this year. Guys, back to you in the studio. One thing, Steve, that's very important about uh, the this, audience's uh, attention. 
Supreme Court that everyone has to understand a 4-4 tie means that the lower court's ruling stands. So effectively, when we're talking about some of these very important issues, it's as if we may not even have a Supreme Court. It will stop with the lower court's ruling if they end up having a tie vote in the Supreme Court. So I don't think there's any time to delay because clearly the Democrats are threatening a constitutional crisis. Yeah, he has uh, comments about, about the live stream and, and the hashtag war and pandemic. See, I just wanted to bring the audience's attention to the the story that we ran last night, just before we went live with the uh, with the uh, event yesterday. You know, the founder, co-founder of the Transition Integrity Project yesterday tweets that uh, Michael Anton, well, a former Trump official, he's written for, he's uh, part of the Claremont Institute, written for the American Mind. He wrote this article about the coup, right, after after we started exposing this that stuff here. And uh, Nils Gilman, the co-founder, the one who's linked to the Chinese Communist Party through the Bagruin Institute, he says, Michael Anton is the Robert Brasilic of our times and deserves the same fate. Just a reminder Robert Brasilic was executed. This is this is the, what we're talking. I mean, Don Lemon's dumb. Nils Gilman's dangerous. When you say name the, the same fate, that guy was stood up against a, a wall and shot by a firing squad. He says he deserves the same fate. They want the execution and the murder, the political assassination of people. This is not us saying it. This is these guys. Listen to what they're saying. It's the most radical talk you can hear. That thing I quoted last night was a senior Democratic Party official. They see Trump as an existential threat to them. They said the country can't take four more years of it. They have no intention of backing down here. This is an illegitimate, unelectable regime that's trying to come in and essentially destroy our republic. It's got to be fought at every step of the way, and I'm so proud of the National Pulse, Raheem. The job you guys are doing is insane. Just open it. You're just exposing every day. What's going on? That's why they're in full meltdown. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm very appreciative for you saying that, Steve. Uh, I Jack, do we have a time count? We've got about 50 seconds. You want to go? I want you to take us out. No, yeah, listen. I want to. Here's the key. I want. Yeah, I want hashtag pandemic. Jack, you take us out. I want live stream. I want to hear comments. Listen. Here's the reason China TV was there last night. They understand that you're the most powerful audience in the world. Let's start acting like it. Let's get engaged. Let's put our shoulder to the wheel. Jack Maxey, back to you in the studio. And remember, guys, their threat here is to burn it down. This is what they want to do. They want to create a crisis in the streets, and we may be able to save that, us from having that crisis with a 4-5 decision in the Supreme Court. That's why this is incredibly vital. Stick with us. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Thank you so much. Love being in the fight with you. Back in the war room in just a moment. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Oh, you know, Trump could be leading at 11 o'clock on November 3rd by 404 electoral votes in, I think they said 72 hours, but certainly before Thanksgiving. Donald Trump will lose 80% of the, of the votes counted, or 75%, and Biden will win. They will count until they have to win. The safe harbor, I think, is on the 8th of December, where the state delegates, the electors got to be, and then the Electoral College meets on the 14th. Hey, 
if they don't have the votes through lawfare, if they don't have the votes through going in and suing, if they don't have the votes of screwing up every electoral commission, they will just kick it to the House. They will make sure that the electors are not elected. They will never let Donald Trump win in the Electoral College. They will kick it to the House, to Nancy Pelosi's house. Well, uh, you're back with hashtag Warham Pandemic. Warham on the road, Warham Roadshow, Warham, you know, Stop the Steel Tour is what's going on right now. This is going to be how the show looks now uh, for the next coming weeks as we get closer and closer to this, to the uh, supposed end uh, of this election process. Although, if you read the Wall Street Journal's editorial this morning, you'll hear something that we've been warning about for a very long time. Forget Election Day in Michigan, reads the Wall Street Journal's editorial this morning. That's by the editorial board, and it says, another day, another judge unilaterally revising election rules. Michigan law says absentee votes are due by 8 p.m. on November the 3rd, but last week, a state judge ordered officials to keep tallying ballots that arrive up to 14 days late. 14 days after November the 3rd, we may still not know the result in one of the most critical states in this entire election. Gentlemen, I think that is outrageous. Raheem, it's also the case in no, Illinois, apparently. The, some of the mainstream media. I was just re remarking that in Go Illinois, ahead, yeah. apparently, they're doing the same exact thing. It's going to be 14 days as long as it's postmarked by the day of the election. They're stretching this thing out as long as possible. Jack, I think you're on to something. There's breaking news. Rush Limbaugh just come up and backed Jack Maxey. Tell us what Rush is saying about the Supreme Court situation. Hey, Rush Limbaugh is saying I think we should just skip the Judiciary Committee. It's by tradition. There's nothing in the Constitution that requires that we go through that process. He sees no reason to have somebody be Kavanaugh borked, just like I said. Why give the Democrats a platform to whine and cry and gnash their teeth? Let's just go straight to a vote. And particularly along my lines, if you pick someone who's been recently confirmed, there should be no doubt about the votes. So this could be done at breakfast and, and uh, the guy could be sworn in at dinner as far as I'm concerned. Question, Steve. Jack, Jack Maxey's been talking this historical what happened in the, in the FDR administration. It's, it's just amazing. Raheem, go ahead. I've got some other breaking news. Raheem, back to you first. Just a quick question. My question is, is Mitt Romney going to give us one of these, the old McCain's? Well, no, I think Mitt's, Mitch's game, I think Mitt's saying he's, uh, he will support this process now. He'll report, he'll report, uh, he, he will support a process going forward. This, I think, is, look, his constituents out in Utah understand what the stakes are, right? The citizens of Utah are, uh, are incredibly practical and level-headed. I think they know what the stakes are, and they're supposed to represent. I got to—I tell you, I would be all over Alaska and Murkowski nonstop. It's unacceptable. Uh, her flippant remarks about this because the republic's on the line, and we need this. One more piece of breaking news, Remy. I want to go back to you on your uh, everything you guys are doing at National Pulse because you're at the vanguard. One of the reasons I think the Wall Street Journal's reporting this now on the editorial page, right? These great editorials of some of the reporting you're doing to break the story. But out of India, Dr. Yan. It just gave a uh, interview with uh, was it uh, Jack Wyon W I O N that great TV station does such a great job right it's one of the biggest in the world in India they just did a live interview with her and immediately YouTube pulled down uh, the uh, Dr Yan's interview this shows you what's Dr Yan's the canary in the mine shaft she shows you what's going to happen to Trump supporters as we get closer to November third Raheem keeps saying who watches the Watchmen who are these 
panels? Who are these three-man groups of kind of these never-Trump, left-wing, progressive, democratic operatives we never hear the names of that can decide what the President of the United States says is factual enough? They can pull down Dr. Yan. You're now seeing the reach of it. In YouTube in India pulls down Dr. Yan's when it's on the, one of the most prestigious channels in all of India and one of the biggest channels in the world, Jack Maxey. Well, I think it's outrageous, Stephen. It shows you the deep, dark reach of the CCP and the insidious nature of this kind of uh, evilness that has spread around the world, the way they're able to influence people. I think there was a wonderful tell, or I shouldn't say wonderful, frightening tell yesterday about this New York City policeman who's also a reserve officer in the Army with a secret clearance who apparently, from the pictures, also served in the Marine Corps, well, now it turns out he's been a PLA operative uh, giving information on other Tibetans inside the New York area. He was tasked with making sure that the uh, members of the, the Chinese consulate in New York got invited to all sorts of New York City police department functions. I mean, this is really frightening because this is the tip of the iceberg. There are thousands, maybe tens of thousands of these people inside this country, and they're not just citizens from China, Tibet, elsewhere. There are many Americans who are participating in this betrayal of our way of life, and I think that we have got to pay attention. This thing with Wyon taking down Dr. Yan, it is some of the noise, but the signal is that they are everywhere, and if we don't start fighting back, we're going to find ourselves in big, big trouble. But, but, but remember, Wyan played the live interview with Dr. Yan that she's beaten down on the CCP, and this supports the uh, – she's actually tougher than even this Republican report that came out yesterday. We're going to talk about this a little later, this 96-page report. But it's YouTube, a Google – you know, an American company owned by Google that takes it down, takes her YouTube down of this report that gets to more people than WYON. Uh, Wyon actually gets to an Indian, which is massive. This is the same thing that happened to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, you know, does this amazing interview with her last week. He gets it up on Facebook, yet YouTube. It all gets started. Facebook pulls it down. YouTube pulls it down. Raheem, this is, I keep saying, the lawfare part of this is, is, uh, is intense. But you've got now thousands of lawyers signing up for the lawyers for Trump. They're going to be fighting everywhere. The street mob is also going to be intense. They're going to try to show that Trump can't control the country. Right? But the, mo the biggest weapon they got, and Miles Grove told us this on the Saturday show, the number one weapon of the five weapons of the CCP is social media. They understand that that is a hammer. That can disconnect you from anybody, and it can also start to drive media narratives. They, hey, guess what? Trump's losing. Biden's really legitimate. we got to, according to Don Lemon, have election month. we got to keep voting. they got to keep counting the votes that come in by the pound, right? to these drop boxes by these uh, by these outside groups that are all funded by Soros, right, to uh, to basically get all these illegitimate ballots in there, voting by the pallet, voting by the pound, so they can reverse the real vote to vote on November 3rd. Raheem, you've been all over this. What are your thoughts or observations? Right, and just recently you had, I think, a Nevada judge called the Trump campaign's objection to the mass mail-in automatic unsolicited mail-in ballot registrations. They were trying to challenge that in the court and the judge uh, throughout the case, he said, you know, the, the evidence against it is impermissibly speculative. There's nothing impermissibly speculative about the fact that most Western nations do not allow mass 
unidentified automated mail-in ballot registrations. Uh, mail-in ballots have been an absolute disaster where I come from in the United Kingdom. I'll walk people through that in a National Pulse article relatively recently. I'm going to push it out there again because the evidence is all there. And for anybody who's, who's looking at this, it's very clear what's taking place. You talk about lawfare. Lawfare is the, the critical path for the Democrats right now. Between now and January the 20th, at noon on January the 20th, every single lawyer every single tactic, every single precedent will be deployed to attempt to derail uh, the November the 3rd night election result. And that election result is more and more looking like a Donald J. Trump landslide on that night. There is a strategy going on right now. We've had Darren Beatty on the show before. You had that Revolver News article that walked you through these color revolutions. Every single pathway that a color revolution uses, they're using here, they're using now. By the way, I think we got some breaking news for the hashtag warm crowd. Jack, jump in here. But I think a tweet from President Trump said, I will be announcing my Supreme Court nominee on Saturday at the White House. My strong recommendation is that is five days too late. Announce it tomorrow. Let's vote. I agree with Rush Limbaugh. And the one and only Jack Maxey. Hey, no need to, no need to go through some sort of uh, uh, committee process to let the Democrats uh, whine and let Feinstein get her blatant anti-Catholicism out there where they're going to attack the, the uh, Catholic Church. And so crackers like, uh, like Joe Scarborough can make these offensive remarks uh, about uh, Amy, uh, Amy uh, Coney uh, Barrett and others saying she's an Orthodox Catholic. You don't even understand anything about the Catholic Church. Just sitting there uh, you know, mocking the Catholic Church. Doesn't understand that she's part of the Church of Rome. Uh, it's just offensive. And this is all they want to do. They want to get more of their anti-Catholic bigotry out there. They're trying to smear, if it turns out it is ACB. But whoever it is, they're going to try to smear him. I agree with Jack, Maxie, and Rush. Let's just take it to a floor vote. Got the votes. Let's just go vote. See what you got, right? Um, the uh, Raheem, Jack, I want to know. We've got a few minutes left in this segment. What are your guys' thoughts on waiting till Saturday? Well, my thoughts on waiting to Saturday is this is just Donald Trump fulfilling what he promised to do a few days ago, that he would wait until she was buried in the ground. She's apparently going to be interned either Thursday or Friday at Arlington National Cemetery yeah, alongside her husband. Yeah. So they can do it Saturday, but let's have the yeah. vote on Monday. You know, I just don't want two weeks of uh, this crazed dog and pony show where we listen to the Democrats scream and whine and cry and make defamatory accusations against some judge who has to sit there and endure all of their anger. There's no point in that. Let's I jump in here, but listen, they're, drag, they're dragging the funeral out. I agree she should lie in state. It's all that. I have tremendous respect for Judge Ginsburg. But, hey, guess what? She kind of brought this, you know, their left wing brought this about these elections. We got a presidential election they're trying to steal. That, to me, goes above and beyond uh, waiting for her to be uh, buried at, uh, at Arlington. Uh, you can name this and just get on with it. I think that I think the, the health of the republic is greater than... Uh, than uh, Judge Ginsburg right now. Remember, Judge Ginsburg made a, a political decision that she lived to regret, and that was not stepping down during the Obama administration. But a lot of people on the left are lighting her up right now for her selfishness and not doing that. That's not us doing it. I'm just stating a fact. She thought Trump was going to lose. Clinton thought Trump was going to lose. That's America Garland. Raheem, what are your thoughts about waiting until Saturday? Look, the press secretary has a um, press conference today, I think at 1 p.m., President Trump should take that press conference, walk out there, announce his pick. You can have a vote on Monday, like Jack says, but you should announce the pick today. 
if not today, the first thing tomorrow. It's, it's, there's no point in dragging this out. I don't think it's any disrespect to Ruth Bader Ginsburg to announce, to announce the pick, to announce the pick. You're not calling for a vote before she's in the ground. You're just announcing your pick. I think given the expedited process of all of this, I think that's perfectly reasonable, uh, and I think the president needs to get on with it. Well, I we think need to hear your voice. Hashtag. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. The president is really just keeping his word. I mean, he said over the weekend, I'm going to wait until she's buried. I think maybe he thought that might have happened a little bit more quickly. But I, I think he's keeping his word. I think we could wait till Saturday. I think the key thing is, though, we do not take this to the Judiciary Committee. We do not give Graham, you know, a waste of time. He's got other people he's got to have up in that Judiciary Committee, not three weeks of uh, a hearing for a Supreme Court justice who we're going to choose someone who's already been voted upon. There's no reason for us to play any yeah, more games. Tell, tell the Sunrise Movement, we, uh, we heard you, you went to Graham's house, no Judiciary Committee, let's just go right to a vote. It's brilliant, Jack Maxey. You always are thinking you're, you're playing four-dimension chess. Jack, can you take us out? We've got about 30 seconds left. I will, people. We've got uh, about 18 seconds here, and I want to tell people, I've been listening to this. It's a great inspirational song. We don't. The NFL is not playing... Listen to the GOP song, Battle Hymn of the Republic, man. Wake up with that and you are in the fight. Back in a minute. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We're either going to be the republic that was bequeathed to us or be something radically different. So look, if this group, with your energy and your smarts and your savvy, start to put your shoulder to the wheel, and we can get you guys dispersed out into Florida, in North Carolina, in Arizona, the big six that we got to bring home, right? Or at least four of the six. That's where this election is going to come down to. So look, it's an honor to come back here you guys, you men and women of this club, I don't think you realize how important you are to the conservative movement, to the Trump movement, and particularly to the country. It's all on the line. So put away the golf clubs, put away the squash rackets. Seriously, put it all away. You've got to focus your entire being, your entire being, on not just delivering the bold red fact of a victory on November 3rd, We've got to then, we've got, what, eight weeks, nine weeks of pure hell. And they don't care what they have to put us through. But they will consider it a victory if Nancy Pelosi is acting president at high noon on the 20th of January 2021. And that will be a catastrophic defeat for our country. And i got to tell you, we will have ourselves to blame. We know what they're going to do. We now have to stop it in the courts, in the media, and in the streets. And we can do this. Thank you very much. Okay, this is Jack Maxey holding down the fort all by himself here on Capitol Hill. We've got Raheem. We've got Steve on the road. I'm going to send it back to you guys. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you inspired to be in the fight. Why? Because America is worth it, people, and you know that in your hearts. Steve, back to you. Thanks, Jack. America's on the line. I think what's so great about that last shot, that I, I'm going to explain to our radio audience, John Ferris, in the background, he had looped up this, this uh, massively popular 
uh, defector from China who is now a show that's got like 25 or 30 million people watch it live, and then he's got on VPN. It's literally hundreds of million people. He's in the background streaming live into China. That's the power of this audience. That's what the deplorables have done. That's why Lao Beijing has done this kind of combination. But here's what's important. The country is on the line. This republic's on the line. You heard Don Lemon. Don Lemon just sitting there flippantly saying, oh, yeah, we're going to pack the courts. We're going to take away the Electoral College. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. That's why New York City's a ghost town. It's irresponsible people like Don Lemon. And here's what Don Lemon did because he's, a, he's an airhead. He traumatized the base of the Democratic Party, and now they're going to try to steal this election because they don't want to come out and vote. They scared these people to death. They don't want to come out. Uh, they don't know what to do because they have traumatized them with mass hysteria. We have covered this pandemic from the beginning. We know about targeted interventions. We know how this has to be handled. We put the best information. There's absolutely no reason People should not be able to come out and vote safely, safely, with social distancing and all of it, safely, on the 3rd of November, the year of our Lord, 2020. And guess what? Donald J. Trump's people are coming out. They're going to come out and make a statement. That's a bold, red fact. That fact on the evening of the 3rd is that Donald J. Trump won the vote that counted, the real vote, the secret ballot, which we've done for hundreds of years and how we elect our president. Raheem, you guys at the National Pulse have absolutely been at the, at the forefront of this over the last couple of months exposing this. And now the Democratic Party, the progressive left, these cockroaches can't hide. Once you put the stones up, they start scrambling, but they can be identified. You guys are doing a, a, just an amazing job every day, sir. Back to you. We've got more coming in that as well. Today, by the way, something you really want to make sure that everybody sees, um, Mike Bloomberg raising another $16 million to allow former felons to vote in Florida. This was breaking across the Washington Post this morning. Bloomberg and his team raising more than $16 million to pay the court fines and fees of nearly 32,000 voters with felony convictions. Uh, that's, that's aimed at obviously boosting uh, turnout for Joe Biden. The money goes directly to a, a program organized by Florida Rights Restoration Coalition to pay the fines so that these 32,000 people can vote. I mean, you know, imagine carrying Florida on the back of felons. This is where we're at. But this is what, listen, so we connect dots. Remember, the two things that had to happen here, Bloomberg is very smart, understood when the Transition Integrity Project came out, they forgot the most important scenario. And that's the one that's reality. That's the one they had socialized. That is Trump is over 400 electoral votes on the evening of November 3rd. Why? Because Trump people came out and voted. The traumatized uh, electorate of the Democratic Party is hiding. Why? Because of the mass hysteria created by the left-wing mainstream media. They brought this on themselves. They brought this on the country. This is what they do. They're irresponsible. So first off, he had his data group, Hawkfish, as you reported, uh, Raheem, go on, guess what, Mike Allen's Axios on HBO, right, two other left-wing sites, to talk about the 404 scenario. And get, they said, hey, when we start counting by, you know, in a couple of days, in a week, it'll be, it'll be the Biden, right? We'll count all these votes by the pound, by the pallet, it'll be Biden's. Then they panicked more. Understand that's not good enough. Mike Bloomberg announced, Raheem, a week ago, the $100 million fused in, forced into into, uh, into 
Florida to make sure that on that evening they understand they can't have Donald Trump ahead of Florida. Now today, $16 million in addition to hey, get Collins to vote. Hey, Steve, we're, we're going uh, out they, with the battle hymn of the Republic, people. Crank it up. Just sentence. Yeah. 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 Yeah.